This is the That's a Good Question podcast. I am your host, Corbin Landers. Got a good question about who's still the best player in the game? Who's the best team in the NBA? What's the hottest city to hoop in? Or who has the best shoe game in the league? The answers lie right here. Got any more good questions? Make sure to hit us up on Twitter at GoodQuestionHoops for more information. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to let your voice be heard. This episode is brought to you by One Audio. With over 10 years of audio production experience, One Audio creates a high quality sound at an affordable price. A sound that you will enjoy all day, every day. Be sure to head over to www.oneaudio.com to check out the best selections of wireless headphones, studio equipment, and much, much more. One Audio, the power of music. Now back to the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of That's a Good Question. Today I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Drew Nixon. What's going on, my brother? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Man, you know the saying, old saying, old man, just trying to be like you. <laughs> hey, we're, 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 we, we need more people to be like others and to treat others the way they need to be treated around here and everything like that. So I appreciate it. I'm trying to be like you too, just like everybody else should be. And, you know, man, I appreciate that. And the only way you can be like me is just keep drinking your milk, man. That's the only thing I can tell you. Right. <laughs> nah, man, I am excited to have you on, man. This is uh, it's going to be a good one because um, when we were when we were talking earlier, we were, just, we were trying to figure out, you know, what was going on around the league yesterday. But yesterday was a very dark day, not just not just in sports, but just for our country and around the world and uh yesterday was supposed to be just this you know the day where um congress was gonna certify our next president um and all hell broke loose um you know just right in front of our eyes man and it's something that it was it was just something that i i, I couldn't put the words together for man um i and i tell you and i told people about this i put it to you like this my dad and i we we rarely watch TV together, you know, unless unless it's a basketball game, you know, we really don't sit and conversate about what we're watching. You know, I don't really watch a lot of news like that. But I mm-hmm. took yesterday, man, I, I, I we couldn't we couldn't take our eyes of what we were what we were watching. And just to see. And for those of you that don't know, if, for those of you that don't keep up with the news or, you know, just aren't paying attention yesterday pro-Trump supporters after a rally that President Trump held in Washington, D.C., stormed the U.S. Capitol building with ease, by the way, and and just a lot of people saying, a lot of people, oh, they're, they're protesters. No, I don't believe that was, I'm not going to call that a protest. I, I'm going to call that domestic terrorism. <clears throat> um. <laughs> Still, I'm still speechless because 30,000 people stormed through the building, took took selfies with police officers, sat on the Senate and House floor with their feet up, going on Facebook, Instagram Live, whatever, capturing the moment. People wearing, you know, Confederate gear. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but there was... 
there was two people that kind of reenacted the George Floyd murder on the steps. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, I did. That that was that was gross. <laughs> that was really bad. Man, just just like just to see that we're still here. We're still here trying to fight the same battle. I I don't know, man. I I'm still speechless. Yeah, you know, it will you watch it and you almost don't want to believe what you're actually seeing. Um, it's, I think it's incredibly sad that you, you would think, you know, that if something like, if, if something like that were, were to happen, regardless of who, of what the group is, that people would step in to stop that from happening. But yeah, like you said, those people went in there with ease and, and you know, the, the thing too, that, Imagine if those people were at a Black Lives Matter rally. I've been to a couple of those rallies and um, thank goodness nobody was hurt or anything like that because everything's peaceful. Uh, the people respected at least the, the group that I was with while um, at, at, at the protest. And, you know, imagine if that if that was a group of uh, whoever it is, I mean. If it's anybody saying Black Lives Matter, those people are not going to be able to get into that Capitol building with ease. Those people are not going to be allowed to break buildings or break uh, windows, rather, to get into the building and to do all of that. So, you know, that it there 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 comes a time where regardless of where you stand, you look at something and it, it's unacceptable. And this this was one of those times where we needed, you know, we needed everybody to look at that and be disgusted with it but there's people who are are trying to make an excuse for for what happened and it's pretty embarrassing and it's sad and of course that that was uh recognized by the nba players and there was debate whether or not to even you know, play the games last last night either right uh, but statements were shown again and unfortunately this is the times that we live in people think that 2020 was just this crazy year when you know people need need to wake up and understand that this is reality and it's not just one year that this all was going to happen like this is something that needs to be fixed and it's not just going to be one year that designates all of this chaos happening and then it'll just go away i mean there's stuff that's going on every day even in 2021 obviously that we've seen that you know there, there's 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 craziness going on that people need to step in and, and take leadership for w- what's going on and take ownership and recognizing what is wrong and trying to, to end all the stuff. And, and I think with the voting and stuff and all of what's going on and once everybody gets into office, who's going to get into office and hopefully we have a good leadership that can limit these types of things from happening. I mean, that was the first time that anything like that had happened since the war of 1812, I believe. Yep. Like, that, like that's a long, that's a, that's, that's 200 years, over 200 years since something like that has happened. And I guarantee you the response was not the same back then as to what it was yesterday. I'm telling you, man. And <laughs> this this didn't come with any, like, it was no surprise. Everybody knew that January 5th, everybody had that date circled. Everybody. This, this you know, and, we, and this is, this is, that was directed towards, you know, the police, the security of the Capitol building. We all knew what was coming. And yet they still were able to without like, well, regardless of that, somebody lost their life yesterday. Let's not forget about that. 
and three other people were injured. I don't know if they, if those three others um, are in any type of critical condition, if they're dead, if they're okay. It doesn't matter. Yep. People need to realize that, I mean, there's, there's just no way to defend this anymore. Like, I was debating to... Um, to just you know, I posted on Facebook yesterday, and I was I was debating on whether going on Facebook Live to share my piece, but there's there's really there's really no there's no other way to describe it that that was just one of the worst days in American history, and that we all witnessed, you know, and you, and again, we all know because everybody was asking like, okay, what if it was um, a person of color or a minority, you know, peacefully protesting. I, I'm, at, I'm to the point now where there's no there's, there's no question. We all know what would happen. Oh, yeah. Yep. We all know what would happen. There's no, well, what if it was me? No. If it was me or you or anybody walking up in there trying to create chaos or not even trying to create chaos, trying to prove a point peacefully, we still would have either been harmed, arrested, or killed. No question. And it's, it's, it's just so sad, man, because to see... I saw a picture of the gentleman walking around one of the you know, inside the building in one of the hallways carrying a ginormous Confederate flag. And yeah. we're still here. That it, it's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, now, and, and the crazy thing, too, is that um, this is something and I came to the realization, I think, of this over just the course of the past year, that this is one of those things where like you or me going on it's not something that is going to change in any sort of quick manner it's going to be it's going to be years and years before everything if it's truly actually if it actually is going to get resolved then you know it's got to be more than just a protest or or what have you which i i agree with you in the fact that i wouldn't even call that a protest that that was not or that was more like a riot and a domestic terrorism and an attempted coup which can be categorized as terrorism because and and it's not like you're invading somebody's uh property uh, like their house or whatever and you're raiding the 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 place this is the the u.s capitol building like this is this is a building that is very important to not not just you know the area of washington dc but this this is a this is a government building that you were allowed to storm into and you were allowed to run rampant for a few hours and there was there were no repercussions in fact they might have even been encouraged to do that by the person who is the face of the country yep and yep and, and you look and you you only think to yourself the rest of the world has got to be looking at america and thinking what on earth is going on they gotta be laughing at us they because oh it, 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 it's an embarrassment. Uh, this country, if you if you look into the history of the country, it's never been a democracy. If you really look at the way, if you really look at the definition of democracy, never been treated that way. And you know, we 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 see examples of it now more than ever because everybody's got a cell phone and everybody's able to to go and view things. And people were storming the media even yesterday and going after people where you have to recognize that the media are part of the reason why you even are able to understand what goes on a re- on a regular basis. Anyways, people, exactly. people need to do a better job of, of reporting it, I think, but all in all, 
you have to give some respect to the people who bring you daily news. Now, opinion pieces and who have bias, I, I think you have to be careful on who you do and do not listen to. But as far as your regular news is concerned, their job is to report what is going on. And in order for you to stay informed, you have to have those reporters. So you don't you 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 can't get mad at people for doing their job if they're doing it the correct way. And, you know, it's going back to your point of being able to just waltz in there. The the U.S. Capitol building is not just the key to our nation. It's a symbol of democracy. Now, we understand, you know, everybody has political issues about, you know, what goes on in there. And I get it. You know, we're not here to discuss that. But seeing what went down yesterday, what transpired yesterday was right in front of our eyes, put in front of the whole world to see that white privilege still exists, period. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. Like, I, I saw videos of police officers. Never. Sorry. Re- no, you're, no, I'm just saying, like, I saw videos of police officers releasing those barriers, walking with them up the steps, <laughs> and let them take over. Are you, like, are you kidding me? And a lot of people are saying, well, isn't this, this is supposed to be a sports, well, we're, that's what I'm saying. You, you mentioned earlier how, you know, players, on the, uh, players and coaches around the league yesterday before their games spoke out about the issues. And, you know, I believe that the NBA does it right in terms of raising awareness. Like, I was watching, um, last night we had uh, the Celtics and Miami Heat. And before, and, and during pregame, both teams walked off the floor and I believe that they were kind of discussing whether or not we should even play. Yep. What do you think? Well, um, my, so my question to you is what do we still play the game? Miami one by two, one Oh seven, one Oh five. But as a basketball fan, could you blame? And I want not saying blame is the correct word, but could you understand if they, if they had called the game, I believe that you would be in full support, but do you think for what they could have done, do you think playing was the right decision? Um, well, they, 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 they put out the statement, a, a joint statement together saying that they would play due in order to bring some people, some happiness, you know, and, and for obviously the, the day's events, they, they wanted to play the game, but they are, they also pointed out the recognition that needed to be made that these things that we talked about, it seems like a very long time ago, but it really was only a few months ago are still obviously going on and that, you know, we're not going to back down from, from promoting the movement that we believe is most important to us. And they had had the hashtag black lives still matter up there. And, you know, we've seen so much outgoing support from the NBA. And I, I agree with you in the fact that the NBA is the best professional league by far, I think actually, as far as raising awareness for different issues and movements and organizations, they, the NBA just does it best, I, I think. And and the NBA has always kind of been that way. It's been a player's league. Uh, yep, without question. They, they listen to the players and the leadership that we've got. And wh- whether you like or don't like LeBron James, he is one of the most recognizable figures around the world, similar to – Kobe Bryant, he could go anywhere, and he was beloved. LeBron goes anywhere, and everybody knows who he is. Steph Curry, same exact thing. And you look at all those players that are involved in the NBA and still with these movements. Jalen Brown is a big, big 
player that plays a role in the movements and the social causes uh, for, for justice. I believe he drove from Boston all the way down to Atlanta. 15 hours. Yeah, he drove straight, straight shot. He drove all the way down there to, to take part in a rally. And, you know, that, that, that takes some, some real care to not just go to a, 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 pro, a peaceful protest in, you know, Boston or whatever, but to drive all the way down to Atlanta, you know, you really care about this issue. And I think that like going, going back to the original point, I wouldn't have faulted them if they would have not played because you have to understand the situation that there's things that are bigger than sports and people who get mad about, you know, bringing politics in, in, into sports aren't sports politics though. Like they, there's politics in sports. You have organizations, you have presidents, you have vice presidents, you have CEOs, you have GMs, COOs, you've got all these different tiers. And then you've got the players who in a way, if you want to compare it to government, you've got the president of the of the team who president of the United States and all of the different tiers that make up the operations of the team or this quote unquote government. And then the players are like the people where they're a part of the organization, but they don't necessarily get to make, you know, have, have that say in who is going to run the team or who the team drafts or anything like that, where you still have those politics where you have to make decisions who to draft, who not to draft that, that that's in a way, a economical decision and a team decision. But if you try to compare it to the way that politics are run, I mean, sports, they have some sort of quote unquote political um, framework about them. So don't, don't, right. don't give any politics and need to stay out of sports because remember these people are human as well. So that means that Joe Schmo, who is claiming that these guys shouldn't have a, any say in politics, if Joe Schmo go, goes to a, a rally or whatever, then the players could say, you, you, you shouldn't be going to this rally because you don't have a say in, I mean, no. Right. It doesn't, and, you know, you mentioned Jalen Brown. Right. And, you know, you mentioned Jalen Brown and for him to drive, during the summer after George Floyd was tragically murdered for him to drive 15 hours to his hometown, you can tell that that just, it means a lot to him. I mean, he would tweet out every, every other day or every few hours, man, I just, I want to go protest. And I was like, dude, I feel you. I feel you because you and I were both involved in peaceful protests in um, Indianapolis and Atlanta. I was, that was one of the best things. Um, one of the best experiences of my life, not simply because, oh, I can say, oh, yeah, I was there, but to see the, 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 just the awareness and how much people are tired of seeing social injustice and oppression and seeing black people still at the, at the lowest level, being treated at the lowest level. I mean, we're tired of it. And for those of you that don't know, Atlanta is a, is a highly, it's a, it's a, it's a young city. It's a young, you know, the, 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 when you go inside Atlanta, you see how much youth and culture is around the city and all of that united together was something special, man. And what Jalen Brown yesterday, I don't know if you saw at the end of the game, it was him and Jason Tatum. They stood side by side yesterday and he um, quoted Dr. King and saying, and I quote, there's two different split Americas. 
One America, you get killed by sleeping in your car, selling cigarettes, or playing in your backyard. And then another America, you get to storm the Capitol and no tear gas, no massive arrest, and none of that. Which is true. Yeah. I mean, it, there, there, there's, there's, no, there's no curtain here. Everything yesterday was put on full display. And, and I agree with you when you're saying that the NBA, you know, is the best professional league in the world because they realize that it's much bigger, that what's going on in this world is much bigger than dropping 30 points or seeing Steph Curry, LeBron James, or whoever win any type of championship league. It doesn't matter. It's bigger than sports. And, and the crazy and, thing about it, too, is that white people want want – they don't want the players to recognize that. They just want them to play ball because Shut up and they, they, they like to watch you. And they, 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 they like to be entertained by you playing a game that you love because they know that you're doing that instead of, you know, educating yourself or, or going to a protest or, or learning more about the government or anything like that. So they can continue to do the things that, that they're doing. And, you know, this is one of those things where it, and you have to applaud certain people for coming out and speaking last night. Mitt Romney came out and said something um, and, and people are and re- Republicans are recognizing it now. And the sad part about it is that it really took all of that to happen yesterday for you to finally stand up and say, we need to end this and, and recognize all of that. That to me is the word is a really, not that it's a, it, it's a bad look. I think for, those people who have kind of, you know, turned their head away from what, what's going on and have failed to recognize all the things that are going on. But it took this group of people storming into the Capitol building for you to finally wake up, you know, and, and understand how there's no double standard held and how, like Jalen Brown had said, I mean, there's two different Americas where like you would, you won't, you wouldn't be able to do certain things that I would be able to do. If you really like if I wanted to take care of the if I wanted to do whatever I wanted because and I felt like I could because I'm white or whatever, that that that's not right. Like you need to be able to level you you need to understand what's wrong. And that's where for me being white, try to educate yourself and then try to make some change instead of taking advantage of, of, of a system that is been faulted from from the get go. That's what I'm saying. Like, America was not built to protect nobody else but white people. I mean, let's just keep it real like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw a for, you saw a point blank, and when protests were taking place, when like George Floyd's murder, ladies and gentlemen, sparked a massive movement. Not just Black Lives Matter, but a massive global movement. And still, you had people just standing there. Not saying a word, holding up a sign, a sign that says the truth, and are still being tear gassed, pepper mm-hmm. sprayed, beat, killed, arrested for trying to create change and trying to we all man, all we want is nothing. We're not trying to we're not trying to step over the majority. There should be no my there should be no split. There should be no majority mm-hmm. minority. It should be all equal. We're not talking about socialism. We're not talking about anything that people, all these conspiracy theories that people are trying to spew out together. We as a nation need to unite one together because it's not about me. It's about how, it's not just about me. It's about the person sitting next to you, period. 
and and I I just believe that the NBA as small as that they can you know for whatever small things they can do they they've made a huge difference. I mean, yes, after every there was there was two games on ESPN and others um, on NBA League Pass and and local channels and things like that. And after every single game, nobody talked about oh what were your thoughts in the game. Nobody mentioned any of that. Everybody brought up players including Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Steve Kerr, Doc Rivers, Draymond Green, LeBron James. They they didn't care about whether they won or lost. They recognized that this is a huge issue, Brad Stevens included. And those are just to name a few. And I applaud that. And I, I as a as a basketball fan, that's the reason why I love this game. Is because they all know these are professional athletes and they all use this game as a tool to to put on display how we can unite together. Yeah, we compete, they compete for 48 minutes, but after that, even during the game sometimes, you know, they recognize that it's much bigger than that. And I just I, I I'm still lost for words, man. I'm still lost for words, but I will say this, and this is just the small ounce of optimism that I have after seeing the events from yesterday, that what we saw on on live TV and what the whole world saw, and I, I just believe that that's the last of a dying breed. That type of America is slowly fading away, in my opinion. I hope because so. Every, I, and I, I truly believe that because everybody's saying that, oh, well, you know, and, and I'm not going to get too political about it, but everybody's saying like, oh, well, it was a close election. No, it wasn't. You got to understand this. And this, I'm not going to talk about anything this, but this is, this is where I'm going with this. For someone, for a president to have served only four years and to have lost both the, uh, the White House, the Senate, and the House, and the strength of this nation, it's going away. It's fading away, man. I, I truly believe it. It's not going to happen this year. It's not going to happen next year. Hell, it might not even happen 10 years from now. But the beauty of this, and I want people to understand this, the beauty of yesterday is that our generation, yours and I, our generation, man, are doing what is needed to be done so that our kids can grow up in the, the way that America has supposed to be to end all the oppression, all the social injustice, all the 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 the, the levels, the quote unquote levels that have that you know that that go on in America every single day. We're slowly eliminating that. And then our kids will carry that over. The players' kids. You know what I mean? And like that's that's what I believe is coming. That's it, it's 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 not gonna be easy. We all know that. But for Americans that truly love not just this country, but one another, one another, this is a start. And I truly believe. Yeah. That. And, and it all starts with it, Like it starts with recognizing the issues at hand. And I think that, like you said, with this past uh, summer and everything that people started to truly recognize the issues more than, cause we had seen some of this with the other murders that, that have happened of young African-American males and even Breonna Taylor as well. Um, and, right. and other women who I'm sure have been treated poorly for, for just the fact that they're women. And then if you're African-American and women, I mean, it makes it, I'm sure it makes it that much worse, but 
Um, that that being said, you recognize the it takes recognizing the issue first, and then, like you said, it's up to us now in our generation to to put what we've seen into action and what needs to change. And that's where, I mean, the NBA, all, all the players talking about going out and voting in, and other sports did this as well. But um, knowing to go and vote and and being given direction on how to go out to polls and, and how to do things is something that the NBA should definitely be recognized for. And, you know, you, you take athletes going and, and talking about it now, which normally athletes, not, not that they didn't say go out and vote, but it, it really became almost another movement of we're going to go and vote. Like it, it, it became, it was a cool thing to go and vote this year or in, in 2020. And that's something that is bigger than sports. And it became that, and, and it became that, right. and now people are starting to put their knowledge into action. And now with, you know, the different things that happen, especially in Georgia with the with the runoffs and with Joe Biden being uh, elected, people are letting their voices be heard. And, and now it's, it, it's not just going to change a lot, like you said, in one election. It's got to be more than that because the way that our government works, it, it's, it's difficult to really transform things and change things in, over a course of four years. However, I mean, you talk about. Well, I was going to say, oh, however, sorry, go we, we've seen the current administration really it, it, things have really kind of tumbled down really badly. But I think one thing, and, and it's not a good thing necessarily, but one thing that has become very evident is the amount of tension and you know distress in our country. But I don't, I don't know. If if Donald Trump were weren't elected, if we would be if we would have recognized that by now, I don't know if it would be as clear and obvious as it is now that we need change. So I think that in that regard, it it's a good thing that people are starting to understand and recognize the different issues that go on, and that people can make a difference if you. Going and voting, it doesn't seem like a lot, but down the line, that's where it will will pay off is stuff that happens in 2025 and 2028. And as we get closer and closer to, you know, 2030 and, and, you know, the the next decade is going to be really important, especially for a bunch of different issues. But recognizing issues and wanting to change those and turn them into good is something that all professional sports, I think, have done a, a solid job with. Um, football has done it a little bit. Basketball has been the best. Hockey has even done so. Soccer throughout the world has been very good at this. Um, there's right. all a bunch of teams still kneel before the game starts, and it's all the way in England and everywhere. It doesn't matter what 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 level either. And there's more recognition and an attention towards racial discrimination by fans, and they are banned and no longer allowed at games. And it, a lot of it is progressing, and it. Like you said, it, it's it might not be soon, but the more that people recognize things, and the more that you know, we teach our kids um, how to treat people correctly, that we'll get more towards you know the democracy that this country is supposed to be founded on and supposed to be like, as opposed to the the way that it currently is. Right, and you know, you mentioned sports around the world, and I know this is a mainly a basketball 
segment, but this this is much bigger than that. So I like I I would love to to uh, kind of take that with this. You've never and tell tell me if I'm wrong, but you've never you mentioned other sports and other uh, pro leagues. You've never seen MLB, the MLB, soccer, even the, NASCAR. See, well, the, the, that that's another thing you, you mean. Actually, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm going to say something about that after you're done. Sorry for interrupting. No, go ahead. No, I mean I'm just saying like. Like you've never seen attention, you know, discussion about race where NASCAR is something that's kind of way far out as opposed to more, you know, as opposed to the NBA. And I love NASCAR. And I I just for Bubba Wallace to speak up and to to for him to have the courage mm-hmm. to speak up the way he did, despite <laughs> things that he found in his garage and have uh, other other uh, drivers on board. I'm telling you, like. That's people need to wake up and see that when you have when you have teams in the MLB put a Black Lives Matter T-shirt at home plate and kneel during the national anthem and then just walk away. That shows that, yo, we have a huge, huge issue and we're not going to put up anymore. But go ahead. Just oh, I'll, no. Go so ahead I, I completely for, I don't know how I forgot about NASCAR. I love NASCAR. I have been going to races since I was younger. Um, I love it. It's so much fun. And everybody is, for the most part, is very welcoming in, in NASCAR events. And to see, you knew that there would be some hate, <clears throat> excuse me, some hate come out of, of Bubba Wallace and, and uh, of what he said and, uh, there, there would be some bad reaction to that. And, but the reaction I think from other drivers and particularly the leadership of NASCAR, I think was mo- the most encouraging thing for a sport that has traditionally been, uh, it, it is a Southern dominated sport and you consistently see Confederate flags being waved by people in, uh, ta- it, it, outside the track at tailgates and stuff. Uh, and, that stuff has been discouraged by the leadership of NASCAR and it's been a good, it's been very good. I think for NASCAR to, to get the response that they have from the organizations and the teams and the drivers as well uh, to, to support Bubba. And as a result, I mean, so many people have hopped on board with NASCAR. It's really, it's been very good for the sport and MJ has always loved NASCAR too. And him and, Denny Hamlin combining them to form the team that Bubba Wallace will now drive for is, is a really cool moment. And it, and it brings huge, in – and the, the cool part about it is me being a NASCAR fan, NASCAR is not a very diverse sport. And racing in general is not very diverse, whether it's NASCAR or Formula One uh, throughout the world or whatever. It's not that diverse to where now with all the things that have happened with NASCAR and the response that, that they gave and, and all the people who have – been encouraged by what nascar has had to say i mean there's new fans all over the place who are going to who have gone to races and who are you know getting interested in into the sport tour as a nascar fan it's really really awesome because uh, i mean maybe five ten years ago people thought that nascar was dying but i mean when with the support for bubba wallace and the introduction of new fans into the sport and everything i mean nascar did as good of a job i think that they could have given given the situation that happened. And I think they, they deserve major props for the way that they reacted to that. But, you know, 
like 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 you said, you you think that certain things are the way they are until something happens, and then you really see the support for people. And we haven't really seen that from NASCAR before, but to support the driver and and everything that was that was really special to see. And you know, it, it it's a process, and this is something that at this point is it's really discouraging when things still happen, like what happened recently with in a Kenosha and with the ruling and also with what, what took part yet yesterday that it, it's not, everybody's not treated fairly and the way that you think things should no. go or not the way that they do. And I mean, we saw, yeah, I mean, we saw the agenda put on full display yesterday. And it's it's about yeah. time. It's just, it's just about time that people stand up and, and, and stop trying to justify the means. They, like the ends don't justify the means. Yeah. And I'm telling you, yesterday was a big step, but I, I 100% agree with you um, with everything that NASCAR is doing. And to kind of kind of yeah. shift things real quick. Um, so Kelly Loeffler the former Georgia Senator Republican uh, is a co-owner of the, the dream, the WNBA uh, team in Atlanta. And yep. And just yesterday or the day before, let me see when um, this was, yes, just yesterday, LeBron James tweeted out and I quote, think I'm going to put together an ownership group for the dream. Who's in? Hashtag Black Lives Matter. So for those of you out there, Kelly Loeffler is a co-owner of the Dream who lost the Senate runoff to John Ossoff. And during the summer, when the WM, when the WNBA had their bubble uh, at IMG Academy, Kelly adamantly tweeted her disapproval of Black Lives Matter. And Moving forward with that, that's kind of sparked a whole outrage amongst players in the WNBA, led by Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, and uh, amongst others, just to name a few. And uh, I believe that the um, the Storm wore black T-shirts with, um, that said, Vote Warnock. Mm. And ever since then, Kelly has lost... I believe has lost a majority of her support from her club, which rightfully so, um, especially being in Atlanta for, for, you know, (laughs) to, to say the least. But my question to you is how do you feel about LeBron James putting together ownership for the dream? And do you think it'll be effective? Uh, I think it's really neat and cool that LeBron's doing this. We we've seen this as well with other, with with other teams and groups, there's been talk of of certain teams being bought out by whether it's athletes or, or celebrities. Um, and I think this would be really cool. And you know, you, Atlanta is one of those cities where one of the most diverse cities in America, and it's one of the most cultured cities in America. So, right. Right. (laughs) But, you know, Atlanta is one of those cities where it just feels right that 
you would have a team that is completely black owned. I mean, why not? You know, it, it's about time that something mm-hmm. like that happens. And, and it's, it, it's a cool moment. You know, there, there's no reason why, why that can't happen or shouldn't happen. Just as it, just like, there's no reason why Becky Hammond shouldn't be an NBA head coach. I mean, she knows basketball. Like if you know basketball, you know, basketball, it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, it, it doesn't matter at all whatsoever. So the, the, this idea that women can't coach or you can't have a sports team that's owned by black individuals, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it should be encouraged because we don't have enough of that. And I, I think it's exactly. good. I think it's really neat that, that, that that's happening. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely applaud LeBron in that aspect. And that's one of the things that – you know, you, you can't hate, you can't hate LeBron for that. You can't Le, LeBron is one of the most hated players probably ever in any sport. And yeah. Yep. And it's still, and has still maintained yeah. his level of greatness <laughs> since he was 15 years old, since he was 15 <laughs> years old, you know, yep. you're 15, you're a sophomore. You're a, you're a young dude, but you're, um, you're... I, man. And people, people have made a living hating off this dude and has still, has still answered the call every single year. And, and in year 18, like you talk about people, you know, you know, you talk about how he's always, you're absolutely right. He's been hated his whole career, but LeBron James is so polished that you can't say anything but yep. anything positive about him. I mean, I mean, this this has nothing to do with what happened yesterday or anything like that. Well, LeBron James has not done just for the league, not just for young players, but not just for his community, but for basically the entire world, giving people platforms to get an education, to to make money, to 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 start a business, to empower black the black community to 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 empower minorities and and to be as diverse and as well rounded as he is i'm telling you and just this just adds to his resume of positivity and production that this has nothing to do with him being a Mm four-time champion four-time league mvp we all get that we all know how great he is on the court but i believe that what he's trying to do is trying to balance his greatness off the court as what he's done on the court you know, does that make sense? Because this is something that number one kid he could definitely do, being an owner of this team, but also empower others, other uh, people who who are in the minority, given given them the just the the idea and the chance to to take that yeah. next step. You know what I'm saying? And that's incredible. Like that's just incredible. And I believe that it could be extremely effective. And it can definitely build the brand of WNBA. And like, you know, you don't really like the the the, the beauty of the NBA and the WNBA is that it's a brother sister mm-hmm. type of relationship. Like you got me, I got you. And that's important. You saw that with Kobe Bryant and what he was, which I believe he was getting ready to take the not just the WNBA, but the whole girls game to the next level. But that's another conversation for another <laughs> day. Um, but yeah, man, I just believe that, or, excuse me, and I, I misquoted 
what he tweeted at the end. It said, instead of Black Lives Matter, he, he tweeted, quote, hashtag Black Votes Matter, which is pretty much, you know, just as important. Yeah, because not, well, not a lot of people will hear their voices heard. And to a lot of people, you know, individuals are just a number. And it gives people value, like being able to vote and then seeing this turnout that happened and being able to go to the protests and know that everybody coming together is making a difference because individually it's unless you are say a LeBron James or you are uh, somebody put in, in a place where you can say something individually and have it impact a lot of people there, there's very few people that, that are in that boat so it takes you know, the, not not to be cl- cliche, but it takes all of us. It takes everybody in order to really make something happen right. like an election. Like this is something that LeBron can't do all on his own. This can't be all celebrities do on their own. Like it's everybody. You matter just as much as LeBron James does or whoever when it comes to electing somebody in office. So it's our responsibility to you know, do our research and to pay attention to what's going on and listen to people's issues that they have with the system and everything and who's going to be the best to help the country, who is the best to lead the country. And we've seen a lot of people vote as as much as they can. You know, everybody can go and, and do it. It's our right to do it. And people really stepped up to the plate and, and seemed to, hit a home run this year as far as the elections are concerned and and that's what and you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and that's that and it's it's what happened yesterday those are the type of people that want to suppress our votes you know what i'm saying and that that's and that's what i'm saying people were so tired for the nba and for major other uh sports sports leagues around the world for to, to set up this type of movement was incredible because again we all realize realize recognize that we have a major issue on our hands and we have the power to change it i mean think about it the nba turned all most of most of the most of the of most of uh all the franchises turned their home arenas into general voting mm-hmm. assemblies think about that like that that shows you like man you know what <laughs> I'll, we got to fix this we got to fix this quick like i'm telling you like it, I'm telling you, and it's not just the NBA that does it right. It's those within those leagues and that have the platform that are handling it the right way. You know what I mean? And it's those people that 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 took over and and use and use use our and, and took our democracy as a joke, as a joke, sitting right there, sitting right up at, at the at the Senate and House desk, stealing podiums carrying confederate flags somebody somebody lost their life yesterday and i and I, i'm kind of shifting gears here so just forgive me but i i gotta i gotta say this for donald trump to conscious not just we all we all we all re- we all realize and recognize that nothing he says is for everybody else not for the good of the country but for him to tweet out a video not 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 go on national television and address the nation for the right reasons, but to tweet out a video 
calling terrorists, domestic terrorists, and thugs, and that mob talking about how much he loves and cares for him. It just, I don't, I don't, I, you know, that's that's the that's the answer to the question, who he truly is. And, and again, this is not a this is not a, a debate or a, you know talking about going into that stuff, but he is the epitome of voter suppression, in my opinion, because his supporters and his base, as baseless as he as as they are and as he is, they try to they try to keep us from having our voices heard, and we're not going to stand for that, and we didn't this election. We took care yeah. of business. And it, and it shows that people are starting to starting to pick up on on everything, and they're starting to learn and and get into you know a lot a lot. It's easy for you to say, "Well, that's other people's issues," or "Well, my vote's not going to matter because you're just one vote." But it's something like this: if you take everybody who's saying that and get them to actually go to the voting booth and do that, it makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. So just one last question. Moving forward, where do we go from here? What do you where do you see, you know, it's, it's little by little. And, I, and I'm not asking you to, you know, to be <laughs> to give out the whole solution. But for just to lay out the blueprint moving forward, what can we do to help people realize, recognize that change is needed? And what actions can we take? to make sure that change happens. uh, I mean, I think continue what, what we're doing. I I think we're as far as being, being educated and staying up to date on everything, you know, and and calling out something when, when you see it, I think that being able to keep on pushing forward and, and standing up for what you believe in and, and really, really standing up for yourself and for, for everybody, for you, your family, your friends, uh, the black community, minorities, uh, everybody, the environment, uh, you know, it, it's if, if we all band together and clearly if people who 48 hours ago were trying to work things out with Trump, et cetera, and, and we're in the Republican Party and we're trying to figure things out to have this happen. And now to recognize, oh, okay, there's really something wrong. Take that for what it's worth on how it took them that long to realize that. But people, it doesn't matter the political stance. Everybody should be able to care for everybody. So I think that that first is something that needs to happen. You don't need to just do the, you don't need to be unnecessary. If you treat everybody the way that you want to be treated, then all of this would, you know, all of this would not happen. And I think people would listen better. I think people would understand better what's going on instead of immediately criticizing somebody. How about you try to understand their viewpoint? Because the way that I see something might be different from how you see it, especially because given the way that things have gone, people with my skin tone can go and do something when people with your skin tone cannot. And that's messed up. So people need to understand and need to listen to others that have experiences that, that are different than them that have been through things that, that are different than them. And then collectively we all try to grow from that. And I think that with this election, it's a start and we got to hold the people accountable who we elected to, 
you know, to do the things that, that, that they said and, and take care of the issues that they want to try to take care of. It's not, it's not just a woohoo, we won the election. So it's over now, you know, as soon as Joe Biden gets inaugurated, it's not a, while people want to celebrate as they should for it, the job's not done. And and it's a continuous fight for, you know, the, the, the fight for equality for everybody, no matter who they are, where they come from or, or what background they have. It doesn't matter because everybody, there's going to be somebody who thinks the opposite of what, of what you think, but it's how you handle it and how you deal with it that will represent the outcome in the end. I agree. I agree. And everything you just said, man, is, is something that everybody needs to hear and realize and recognize. And, you know, just, you know, from one brother to another, man, I appreciate your words. And like I said, it's, it's up to us. It's up to us. And we, we can, and we will keep spreading the awareness and keep spreading that love that's needed in this nation. And not even just in this nation, but around the world, just to, you know, the, the, the idea that this world does not work without people. And that's the most important thing. So if if I could treat you with the same amount of love and respect and you give that to me, that's the start. And all that becomes contagious. You know what I'm saying? And like that, that's the key. There's, there's no, there's no secret. There's no secret to it. And one thing that I want to add that a lot of people think fixes a lot of problems Mm. is money. Money does not create problems. And I want to say this just real quick, that a lot of people have said that, you know, this current president has done more for African-Americans than any other president. You know, for some, that may be true. But I look at it like this. If I'm a team owner or a team booster and I throw in money for new facilities, more gear, you know, to market your program, I could throw I could give you all that money. I could give you millions of dollars and not know who the head coach is, who the starting point guard is or help even the athletic trainer. That's not what it like. And that's what people, that's where people are mistaken. Just because you give millions of dollars doesn't mean that you genuinely care. It's just the fact that you have a million dollars to give and you want to quote unquote, look good. That's good publicity. That's not, that's not what's going to fix it. You throw, you, you set aside, not throw away your money, but you set aside your checkbook or cash up, whatever, whatever makes your life easier. You set all that aside and you sit down and you say, forget about me. I love you. What can I do mm-hmm. for you? That's what you need to do. That's, that's, that's what's going to be the difference. When you can sit down and figure out not just one another, but how we can be problem solvers, not problem finders. And a good buddy of mine said that to me. And ever since then, it stuck with me because that's what we need to be. That's what more people in this nation need to be. Problem solvers, not problem finders. And yesterday... You saw thirty thousand mm-hmm. problem well, finders with no, no. With well, you no, just look at no how we handled the pandemic. People want the, you want the people have exactly. put the the economy and money first as opposed to people in and people's lives. You look at Australia and New Zealand; those people are walking around with no masks on. They're doing everything that they were doing before. And people ask, "Well, how do we get to that?" Well, if you would listen to the people who are paid to do research on on this pandemic and 
the people who are more knowledgeable about the topic than you, you would understand that if we locked down the country like Australia and New Zealand and those other countries that figured it out did for like a month, we would have it all figured out and everything would likely be okay by this point. But we we've put money first. I mean, there's places that, that are, that are, that haven't even shut down at all. There's people who are getting COVID cases and buildings aren't shutting down. It's like, well, who are you in contact with? Everybody needs to quarantine, but we're still kicking and we're still staying open. There comes a point where you have to take your losses and understand and recognize that making money and everything like that is not worth more than losing as many people to whether it doesn't even matter whether it's COVID or these protests or whatever, figure your stuff out on how to keep people safe. First and foremost, forget the money that doesn't matter. But as you mentioned uh, so eloquently, money is the only thing that, that drives this country and it drives it more than taking care, taking care of, of the people who live in it. And that's something that, you know, it's something that honestly, has always existed with the country and I don't know if it's ever going to change with that, but it will. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it, it's, it, it's, you know, his, uh, in its current administration's agenda is those we've lost over 300,000 people, even more than that. But to, to, you know, their agenda for that, the answer for them is, well, they're just casualties mm. of war. And that's just that's just terrible. That's just absolutely terrible. And so disrespectful to even to even because I know they, they, they haven't outright said that, but we all know that's what they're thinking. And you're like, what does that have to do with basketball? Well, the NBA players, they yeah, they compete for 48 minutes, but I guarantee you, a lot of people don't realize that before and after they're going out to dinner. There's they're not there's they're socializing you know, in, in respects to what they're doing, but they're all communicating with each other and how we can be better for everyone else that doesn't have the resources and the means that we have. And they're, cause they're taking care of each other and that's what you're yeah. supposed to do. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's, it's so sad that those who are in power just, just, you know, I, I'm not gonna say that. I can't even say that they they, they don't realize it. They do. They just it, it's a choice for them, and this should not be a choice. Yeah. This should be a priority, a non-negotiable, whatever you want to call it. And it's just, man, again, it's going to be up to us to make sure that our kids live in an America live in um. It's up to us for our kids to grow up yeah. in the way that America should be. Which is, is just crazy Period. because me, uh, well. me being in an interracial relationship and having a kid eventually that is likely going to be light skin or may even have the skin color of my fiance, you know, being, having to tell them, and just to be careful and the, these are the things that you need to do i mean i've told my fiance before it's like if you get pulled over like th this is where i would suggest this is where you probably need to keep your license and your 
your registration in your car in case if you are pulled over so you have it right in front of you and you're able to get it relatively quickly without having to reach for anything or whatever so they don't get mistaken at all like i mean nobody should be having that conversation at all whatsoever with anybody who they care about early you know you having you know like eventually when when you have kids and everything you're gonna have to if it's any, if the, if that that moment, if that time is anything like this, you're gonna have to tell them like these are the things you need to do. Like y- yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, y- no, sir. Like you're gonna have to, you you have to really be careful of what you say, how you say it, and because the repercussions of you even trying to be polite and them taking it the wrong way could end up in something completely wrong. As opposed to where me. Or somebody who has the same skin color as I do, they don't have that worry or they, they don't need that worry. I mean, I still get freaked out. If I get pulled over by a cop, I, I get my stuff ASAP and I have it right in front of me by, by the time they get up to the door. Like, I, I don't mess around with that stuff anyways. But for somebody right. who's black to even have all of that and get all their stuff ready and still feel worried about what, what, what could potentially happen is not right. And it, you know, it needs to change and it's we're we're working towards it yeah we are and i just i just man i just i just pray that you know this year we can handle our business and just make sure that we take a step forward and not just a step back but Man, brother, I appreciate you, man. Your words are so empowering and inspirational, and I just I can't thank you enough for taking the time to share your words and thoughts with me. Hey, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to be to be a part of you. You know, anytime that you want to have me on, or anytime you want to chop it up, I'm more than happy to have a conversation and 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 to talk with you more about this stuff, or even basketball in general, just about the season and stuff like that. That was what we were planning on talking about until yesterday. So you know, it's how how quickly things change, but yeah. uh, I'm 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 glad to be to be a part of it, man. Right. <laughs> oh man, and we're gonna give the people what they want to hear, and we're definitely gonna have you back on board, man. But um, in yes, the sir, meantime, you as well. Just stay good, stay woke, and stay blessed, man. All right, my brother. That's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. That is the episode of That's a Good Question with Drew Nixon and Corbin Landers. Stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in to That's a Good Question podcast, which is brought to you by One Audio, the power of music. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to let your voice be heard.